Welcome to Pocket Odysseys, travel science fantasy. Enjoy the story. Character Crusade Unbound, Venistus Physician, Part 1. Damn, that was close. Just glad the Nords are as thick as they are. But even still, I can't believe they fell for such a flimsy story. Better make some distance before they figure it out. Thinking on his feet, as he so often was forced to do, Van quickly told a tale of being a spy when he found himself surrounded by zealous Nord stormcloaks. But you're an Imperial! One was quick to point out. Of course I'm not, Van spat back quickly. If I was an Imperial, do you really think that I'd be here? In the middle of a fucking Stormcloak encampment? But you look like an Imperial. And not just the armor either. Shit, you even sound like one. How do you explain that? The Nord replied. Well then, Sounds like my disguise is just that damned good. Tell me, you ever heard of the face sculptor? Rifton? Oh, come on. Every fucking innkeeper will tell you about her. Anyway, I've had extensive work done. Tell me, how far would you go to prove your loyalty to Ulfric? I'll tell you how far I went. I changed my whole fucking face, that's how far. Now, if you're done asking stupid questions, I have business to get to in solitude. The group of Nords stood there for a moment and then burst into raucous laughter, slapping Van on the back. That bastard Tullius won't know what hit him. Long live Ulfric! Van quickly left. To oblivion if I'm going to set foot in solitude. If I even go near the docks, I'm screwed, Van thought to himself as he left. Once out of sight, he continued in a southerly direction until he came upon a small mining community. And, as luck would have it, there was a smithy there. Welcome to Stone Hills, said the smith. Um, yeah, thanks, my good smith. What have you for sale? The smith had a full set of basic leather armor that fit quite nicely. Van couldn't believe his luck. He had two steel swords as well, and a set of bracers that were enchanted. What, uh, what do they do exactly? Van asked. They'll help your blade swing a little faster and a little truer. Tried them out myself, even, answered the smith. So, uh, why are you selling them, then? Van asked skeptically. Bah! I'm a smith, not a sellsword. Besides, I can use the coin I'll get for them for better things. Deal! Van handed over a great deal of the coins he had taken from the soldiers on the shore, as well as what he was able to stuff into his pockets when the brine hammer ran aground. 
Van was able to recoup some of his spent coin, however, as the smith was more than happy to take the imperial armor he wore off his hands, as well as a couple of other odds and ends he had. It was mid-afternoon, and Van decided that it might not be a bad idea to ingratiate himself with the miners, in the event he ever found himself here again. And so he entered the mine and swung a pickaxe alongside them for several hours. By the time he was done, he had enough ore to make a couple of iron ingots. And after a bit of schmoozing with the smith, he had improved his new blades and even fashioned a rather nice bow for himself. By that time, it was late and the miner said he could stay in the mine if he wanted, as there was a spare bedroll there. Van had planned to leave early, but after speaking with Pactor, one of the lead miners, he found himself agreeing to travel to Solitude to deliver a message. Again, Van weighed his options carefully and decided that having a contact in the Blue Palace might not be a bad idea. The weather cooperated nicely, and in no time he was in Solitude, but not before coming across an old shack. Inside was the body of a man, and there, sitting faithfully beside him, was a dog. Miko was his name, and for reasons unknown, Van decided to let the dog take along beside him. Van arrived in solitude just in time for an execution, but was not interested in it in the least, so, ducking into an alley, he quickly shed his new armor and put on some plain clothes that he had found in the shack. Ah, the winking skeever, Van sighed. Captain would never let us come into town, but I've heard of the skeever. Van smiled broadly and went inside. It was a great deal nicer than he had imagined, and the owner was more than pleasant, even willing to let Van in on some of the rumors and gossip floating about. Van ate a quick meal as there was still daylight. He thanked the keeper and then made his way carefully to the Blue Palace to meet up with his Bryling. There he would let her know that her shipment from Stone Hills was on its way. Van passed the Bard's College on his way to the Blue Palace. Ah, that must be the college the innkeeper was talking about. You know, I bet I would do well there. As a matter of fact, I know I would. And why not, hmm? Yeah, if they're looking for new blood, then I'll give it to them. Van had always been told that he had a good voice when singing shanties on the ship, but the idea of it as a profession never occurred to him. Not to mention, he continued to himself, being good with poems sure wouldn't hurt with the ladies. Van smiled and let out a laugh. Before long, he was at the Blue Palace looking for Bryling, who happened to be finishing up an afternoon snack in the kitchen. Pactor had made her out to be a far less personable lady than she turned out to be. Quite the opposite, really. She was polite and very pleasant, and very glad to receive word of her shipment. The fool that was with her, however, was quite a different story. Eriker was his name, 
and he was one of the most pompous asses that Van had met in a long time. He bit his tongue, however, when the man insulted him, knowing that there would be time later to take care of this moron. Van then went to the Bard's College and found out that he needed to retrieve a lost work in order to prove himself. Fine. Van was accustomed to initiations. He also met a man by the name of Darcy. Darcy was a large red guard with a deep booming voice, and Van found himself rather liking the man. When he returned, he vowed that he would need to spend more time with him. Van was about to set out in search of this lost poetic work when he decided to read through some of the notices that the innkeeper had given him. Kill a bandit? I think I could do that, Van murmured to himself. Pretty close by, too, just north of here. But I could get there and back with proof before sunset. A little extra coin would be nice. And with Miko close behind, he set out. As he thought, the location was fairly close, just an hour or so on foot, but the bandits, three in all, were more than he expected, and although he found a place he could fire down upon them, Miko could not get to it. Miko put up a good fight, but one of the bandits slew him with an arrow before Van could take him out. The rest of the fight seemed a blur. Van was not necessarily attached to the dog, but it didn't seem like the right way for him to be put down. After the battle, Van picked up Miko's body, along with as much of the bandit's goods as he could carry, and headed back to solitude with a heavy heart. I've had plenty of shipmates go down on me. Shit, the whole fucking Brinehammer's crew was lost, Van muttered to himself on the way back, sniffling and fighting back tears. But... Lose one god's damn dog, and you're all out of sorts. What's that all about, Van? Hmm? <sighs> Shit. Van arrived back in solitude, and after collecting his reward from Falk Firebeard, he asked if Miko could be laid to rest somewhere special, stating that he would have never been able to get the drop on the bandits if Miko wasn't with him. Falk agreed and took Miko from Van. Van now stood in the doorway, ready to continue his journey for this poem. It somehow seemed more important now. Thanks for listening to Pocket Odysseys, travel size fantasy. If you enjoyed this tale, give us a like or rating on iTunes. Let's see how many listeners we can fit in our pocket. For more about stories, writers and producers, visit pocket.charactercrusade.com. Mm-hmm.